Hey, good morning to you. Wednesday morning, March 23rd. Can you believe that? March 23rd. It's spring. <laughs> hey, I'm all, I'm all in for that. Now, it's morning when we are producing this uh, podcast, but you might be listening to it, well, like I do. Uh, well, not listening to this, but a lot of times when I lay down at night, I put my little earbud in and uh, find me a podcast and let it take me to never, never land. Then I got to get up the next day and listen to it again to hear what I missed. <laughs> okay, that's my good Colombian coffee. All right, where do we start today? Well, first of all, this Freight Broker TV podcast, FBB TV podcast, you can hear it on your favorite podcasting app. Matter of fact, if we're not on your favorite podcasting app, let us know. You can do that by uh, emailing us, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com, and we will make sure to get on that app. What is going on today? Before we go any further, this was, I haven't seen this, on any of the national networks or anything like that. It may be there. I just missed it. And it may not even be there yet. It just uh, published. It published. Well, it could be. published a couple of days ago. Anyway, let's see. What's the update? Did I miss something here? Did they finally? Nope. All right. Let me, uh, let me try to, the, the, you, you you can't make stuff like this up. Okay, gas price stimulus checks. Okay. We're not going to take the prices down. We're not going to do anything in Washington to reduce the prices. We're not going to open up the pipeline. We're not going to remove the restrictions. We're not going to We're not going to do a lot of stuff to ease the burden to get that oil that's right under our feet. No, no. We're going to continue to try to do deals with, uh, what, Saudi Arabia, Venezuela. And I know it broke Biden's heart to cut off the Russian oil, but since they're not going to do anything to get the oil that's right below us, they're going to spend our money. So inflation's not high enough. Let's make it go a little bit higher. Democrats are proposing three bills that are going to send out payments, just like the COVID-19 did, which, hey, you know, I'm not going to turn down free money, but come on, <laughs> you know. Anyway, they've introduced multiple proposals aimed at sending direct payments to Americans to help cover gas prices. So instead of trying to get the gas prices down, here, Here's some money. Here's some money. Here's some money. Don't worry about the gas prices. Here's money. We're going to pay for that. Okay? We're, we're paying for that in the end. Anyway, uh, and we'll get into this anyway. National daily average has been more than $4 per gallon for the last couple of weeks. Still is. It's down a little bit. Uh, we'll get to that after a while, uh, talking about that. But going into this article, uh, we got three different proposals. One by... Uh, Mike Thompson out of California, John Larson of Connecticut, and Lauren Underwood of Illinois. They want to send what they call an energy rebate of $100 per month for individuals or $200 to couples. Woohoo! <laughs> Plus $100 for each dependent. Ooh. Sounds like they're buying votes, don't it? 
I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but this is this is nuts. Anyway, they want to do this for each month. The national gas price exceeds four dollars per gallon. The rebate would be in effect through the end of 2022. Payments will be based on the people's income, just like it was uh, with the COVID thing. But uh, I don't know. Uh, gas price credit proposals target big oil to pay for them. <laughs> okay. Peter DeFazio from Oregon. Uh, he announced the stop gas price gouging tax and rebate. They're saying it's gouging. They're saying it's, uh, they're trying to, they're trying to deflect. This is what's happening here. Deflecting, taking your eye off the ball. The eye, the eye should be on the ball. The prices are high. And the reason it's high is we can go back to, uh, uh, when Biden took office, uh, or matter of fact, a little bit, uh, a couple of months before that, the election, where he was elected president, right there, you start seeing the prices go up. Right there. Now, I'll give, I'll give credit to where credit's due. You go back four years, get, go back there before Trump. Now, Trump brought him down, man. He, he, you know, I, I said a long time ago, we need a businessman as president. And he kind of proved what I always thought. Businessman could get things done because that's what a business person does. A politician, all they want to do is gab. They want to do stupid stuff like this. Instead of working to fix the problem, they're working to put a Band-Aid on the problem to have a bigger problem down the road. But even Obama, prices were coming down with Obama as well. So that... You know, and it stayed down. It kept on going down. But as soon as Biden was elected, and we played that video uh, uh, a few uh, weeks ago that we put together from Biden, he told us he was going to do this. He told us he would do this, and he got elected anyway. But anyway, this uh, this uh, Peter DeFazio, uh, the Stop Gas Price Gouging Tax and Rebate Act, does not use national gas price average as measuring stick, but does call for households to receive a monthly advance tax credit, similar to last year's monthly child tax credit. <laughs> the money would come from taxing oil companies for what DeFazio calls excessive corporate profits. Now they're going to penalize you for being successful. I know they're going after oil companies, just like they did cigarette companies. Uh, the, the oil, if you haven't figured it out, the oil companies are the new cigarette companies. And the cigarette companies, they're sitting back going, poor guys, you have no clue yet. Because you know what's going to happen eventually. Uh, the, the big oil, <laughs> they're going to be sued for everything under the sun that's wrong with the uh, the earth. You, you know, it just it's never ending. But... Anyway, the big oil will pay a one-time 50% windfall tax, windfall profit tax on any adjusted taxable income in 2022 that exceeds 110% of their average ATI during pre-pandemic levels between 2015 and 2019. Size of the payments to Americans would be based on how much money is raised by the tax on the oil companies. A similar bill was uh, introduced, what, a couple of weeks ago, March 10th. It also targets big oil companies. It calls for quarterly payments to Americans who meet the same income thresholds. The extra tax would hit large oil companies that produce or import. Well, they're having to import because, well, your boss 
is making them import. They don't want to get the oil out of the ground. That producer import at least 300,000 barrels uh, of oil per day, or did in 2019. This is another uh, Kahana representative, Ro Kahana of California. One of the two main sponsors said the companies will owe a per barrel tax equal to 50% of the difference between the current price of a barrel of oil and the pre-pandemic average price per barrel between 2015 and 2019. Isn't this something? Washington's tied the hands of big oil companies, forcing them to buy oil, which they could produce, they could dig it out of the ground a lot cheaper than what they could probably buy it for. <laughs> but now, the, the government's going to, you know, they're, they're forcing them to buy oil, expensive oil, and now they're going to tax them for what Washington actually created. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. But this is where we are. It just totally blows me away. Anyway, enough of that. Yeah, I know. I got off my tangent. I got up in my soapbox. But this this stuff here is really, it's, it's driving everybody just mad. You know, everybody's angry about this. We're not angry at each other. We're angry because it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah, we understand the Russian Ukraine. Yes, you know, seven percent of oil coming from Russia. Uh, that doesn't that that you know. I quit blaming you know Russia. I mean, for crying out loud, this was happening, you know, way back uh, in November of 2020. As soon as you got elected, I'm talking about Biden. It started going up. Yes, the uh, war started, and yes, it, it it caused it to really spike, but it's been on that upward spiral for well over, what, what, 14, 15 months? It is what it is. All right, my name is Mike. I am your host for the FBTV podcast. I want to remind you, too, Saturday mornings, get up, set your alarm clock, 9 a.m. Central Time. We will be live streaming. <clears throat> We've done this a couple of times now, live stream on Saturday morning on YouTube. Uh, pretty much the everybody gets access to the uh, live stream. Then after it's over, uh, it goes into our client area, the Insider, for our clients only. And it will be uh, a podcast as well. So if you miss the live stream and you're not a client of Tautoa, well, you can still hear the podcast. But uh, the Saturday morning FBTV video podcast, which is uh, live streamed on YouTube, uh, there, it's, it's Q&A, Q&A days, every Saturday morning. If you got a question, get it to us. We will answer it on Saturday morning. Now, the video <clears throat> from where we answer, we will, uh, you know, take the topic out, you know, those questions and put them in a YouTube video, standalone video, so that will be available to you. Or you can listen to the whole podcast on your favorite podcasting app. But anyway, it's Saturday morning, 9 a.m. If you got a question... Send it to us, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Plenty of forms are our website. You can Skype us as well. Just do a search on Skype for FBTV and uh, send it to us, text it to us. You can even call. Yeah, it's set up so we can record you. You'll get the answering machine, voicemail. Just ask your question. All right, today's March 23rd. It's Wednesday, middle of the week, hump day. Used to always like this because we're on that downhill slope now for the weekend. Today, March 23rd, is Chip and Dip Day. Nah, we're not talking about two guys named Chip and Dip. We're talking about chips and dip. 
<laughs> Melba Toast Day. It's okay day. Hey. Hey. It's okay. How did Eddie Murphy used to do it on Saturday Night Live? Buckwheat okay. <laughs> also, it's near miss day, believe it or not. Yeah, just uh, near miss. Now, I'm not talking about the car that almost ran into you or the car you almost hit. Not talking about that type of a near miss. Near Miss Day commemorates the day Earth was almost hit by a mountain-sized asteroid. Huge, man. It barely missed us 500,000 miles away. I guess, you know, when you're talking about space, 500,000 miles isn't really that far. But, uh... It is to me. <laughs> it's a long way off. Ah, well, that's that's why I do this, and not a scientist watching the asteroids. <laughs> Fuel prices, well, they're down this week finally, after they've gone up over a dollar a gallon in just a couple of weeks. They're down. Diesel is down a whole eleven and a half cents. All right, I know, I know, a lot of you are going about time, but <laughs> it's five thirteen a gallon, fellas. This is stupid. Gasoline, it's down 7.6 cents a gallon, down 4.23. I put gas in my pickup in my boat the other day. Don't even want to talk about it. Neither one of them were empty. They were both about half full. Still cost me almost 130 bucks to put gas in both of them. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Uh... Topic today, we haven't got to that yet. We I got off on a tangent. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about working hours for a freight broker. Working hours, weekends, part-time, full-time, overnights, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to be focused on today. That's going to be the topic. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Today's impossible question. I know you've been sitting on the side of your seats waiting for this side, maybe edge. 29% <laughs> of adults use their kids as an excuse to buy this drink for themselves. What is that drink? 29% of adults use their kids as an excuse to buy this drink for themselves. Oh, well. All right, uh, you a driver, you out there on the road, just in case you haven't yet, put this on your calendar, May 17th through 19th, time to take a few days off, go home. 72-hour road check. That's when it's happening. You've been warned. Spot rates from last week. Van is, uh, that don't look right. Should be up, I believe. Let me double check this. Let me double check this before we do anything. I got it. It's down here on my list as being, the rates are uh, down from, uh, I thought they should have been up. So, hold on here. Just take me a moment to open it up. Van weight rates. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, that was wrong. It was a. It, I was thinking everything was up this week. Yeah, van rates, spot rates from last week up 0.7%. Flatbed rates up 3.2%. Told you a few weeks ago, expect flatbed to rebound. It's getting that time of year. It's construction season. Also road construction, too. Reefer rates are up 0.2%. Better than being down, right? 
Spot rates from last month, uh, van, uh, van uh, freight is down four cents a mile, down to three o five. Flatbed up seventeen cents a mile, up to three thirty four. Refrigerated down eight cents a mile, down to three forty four. Still holding in there pretty good. But those are spot rates. Spot rates. In case you're wondering, average rate a broker is paying a truck to move a load from point A to point B. All right, what else is going on in the world of transportation? Stevens Transport, they are uh, making the podcast today. They announced its largest driver pay increase ever. <laughs> the Dallas-based multimodal temperature-controlled freight carrier said the pay increase went into effect last week. Uh, for OTR, regional, intermodal, contractor, and dedicated drivers, their pay increase was nearly 15%. It's pretty good. Stevens noted that uh, first-year company drivers will earn up to 70000 That's not a guarantee. It says will, should say can earn up to 70000 Experienced drivers in the OTR, dedicated, and regional division can earn up to 90,000 or can earn 90,000 or more depending on the region experience and of course the customer what the customer is paying I guess team drivers in the expedited division will be earning more than 175,000 annually now this is where I question this per driver or split I don't know it didn't say Independent contractors can gross 250000 or more annually. Either way, it's uh, good for Stevens. All right, you're going through Arizona today. Pay attention. According to the Arizona Department of Public Safety, AZDPS as they're known, the Commercial Vehicle Enforcement Task Unit, also known as CVETF, are conducting a special Enforcement operation in the Ehrenberg Port of Entry area today. Today, I'm talking about Wednesday, March 23rd, according to the AZDPS, also known as the Arizona Department of Public Safety, the operation will include I-10 from the California border to milepost 100, CVETF, also known as Commercial Vehicle Enforcement Task Force, CVETF troopers and officers will focus on commercial vehicle safety, including hours of service, vehicle weight, moving violations, and more. You've been warned. New Mexico bill to force truckers to stay in the right lane. You've been hearing about that? Don't worry about it. It's been vetoed. This bill would have required trucks to keep in the right lane in New Mexico. It's died a quick and sudden death. After approval in the state house and Senate, the governor hats off to Governor Michelle Grisham. She opted not to sign the bill, which means it died via a pocket veto. Arkansas's got weird laws. I think every state does. Arkansas passed a law years ago saying that uh, slow vehicles were supposed to be in the right lane. Which, duh, <laughs> they passed law, you get ticketed if you didn't, if you got out there and impeded traffic in the uh, hammer lane. Well, that wasn't good enough. They had to come back and make another law here a year or two ago, 
pretty much saying the same thing, but now enforcing it's it's just you, you got to stay in the you got to stay in the right lane now unless you got unless you're passing. That was basically what the other law was saying: get out of the way. Why don't we just have one get out of the way law? That's what we did have, but I don't know some Yahoo politician in Arkansas decided that wasn't good enough. All you had to do was enforce it, you know. Maryland, Georgia, hats off to you. Fuel tax holidays on the way. Well, actually, uh, effective now. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan was the first governor to take action. Hats off to you, Larry. Where'd you go? A fuel tax holiday. Uh, last Friday, governor signed into law legislation to suspend collection of the state's fuel rates for 30 days. It took effect immediately. Uh, right after that, the Maryland governor enacted a fuel tax holiday. Or, well, I read that wrong. Right after they did that, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp did the same thing. Legislation was signed into law immediately, and it suspends collection of the state's fuel tax through May 31st. Not getting the whole year, but you're getting a break. So the governor of Georgia is thinking, hey, it's got to come down. Said it that way now, but we will see. All right, let's talk about this for a minute. This is the topic of the day. In case you're wondering, uh, topic of the day, we, we do this with every podcast. And don't forget, on Saturdays, we do the live stream on YouTube. The uh, FBTV video podcast will be live streamed. And Saturday is Q&A day. So if you've got any questions that you'd like us to answer during the Saturday broadcast, email us, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Again, my name is Mike. I'm your host. And I am also the lead consultant at Tautoa. We train and consult freight brokers, freight broker agents, trucking companies. Check us out. Check us out. If you're thinking about becoming a freight broker agent, you really need to check us out. Because we guarantee placement, okay, into our mentorship program. That's where you're, you uh, can begin your broker operation after you finish training through us under a licensed broker. So you can begin getting the experience building the customer base to prepare you for a future in uh, transportation. But to the topic today is working hours. I get this question all the time. What hours does a broker work? Can I do it on weekends? I have a full-time job. Can I still broker? All right. Here's the uh, scoop. The uh, As a broker, you're an intermediary, meaning you're the middleman. So you can't put a deal together unless the trucking company is at their desk and the customer's at their desk. See what I mean? So in other words, you're going to have to have the shipper at their desk and you have to have a dispatcher at their desk. Now, when does all that happen? Eh, it's different for all these companies. Now, as far as working hours, my rule was I would be at my desk at whatever time my customer was at their desk. If they got there at 6 o'clock in the morning, I was at my desk at 6 a.m. 5 o'clock in the morning, I was at my desk at 5 a.m. Get the idea? Because... I was here to provide service. They needed a call. They had a load just come in. They needed help. I was here to help them. Now, trucking companies, 
every trucking company is different, but uh, some have uh, overnight, you know, 24-7 dispatch. Some start about 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, 7.30 in the morning. I know some of you dispatchers are going, 6 a.m. <laughs> I know when I was driving, it may be a little bit different now. When I was driving, don't expect the dispatcher at their desk till at least 7.30. And you always wanted to give that dispatcher time to get a cup of coffee down in. If at all possible. So you got to have both of them at the desk. Now, what time does uh, what time they leave? What time they go home? It varies, you know, 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So let's think about this a minute. Uh, you know, if you got to be at your desk, you're the intermediary. intermediary you're going to have to be at your desk pretty much the same time they are. So if, if, if you're working, if you if you got a full-time job right now, uh, whatever it may be, and you're having a working during those hours, it's uh, you're not going to have very much, well, you're not going to have any success brokering for the simple reason when you are able to broker, nobody's going to be around. See what I mean? Now, you may be saying, well, wait a minute, Mike, you know, uh, what if I agreed to move the load? I got the uh, paperwork. It's my load. Yeah, you could, but you still got to be there for the trucks. We'll get into this more in a moment. That's about the only time you can... Uh, if you already got the paperwork for the load, it's your load. There's no having to get in touch with the uh, customer, but we'll get into that in a moment when we talk about Saturday, weekends, holidays. Now, for you people that work a full-time job, you're wanting to become a broker. If you are off a day or two during the week, I, you know, I, I got a client, they're, they're off on what, Monday and Tuesday every week from their uh, regular job, the job they're doing now, they're transitioning into brokering. I always recommend to everyone, don't give up your day job, your you know your source of income, until you've replaced it with your broker operation. Don't don't cross your fingers and think you're going to be the exception. Yeah, I'll be making money in 30 days. I'm going to put my heart into it. I'm going to bust my tail in. I will be the exception. No, you probably won't. That's reality. And don't let any of these yahoos tell you different, because reality is, it takes time. You got to build relationships. You got to make the contacts. You, you know, it's uh, and time flies by so quick. It will. It'll fly by quick on you. That thirty days will be here before you know it. And if you don't, if you haven't, you know, set anything up to where you're moving loads yet, now what do you do? You're panicking. It's hard to work as a salesperson. A freight broker is a salesperson when you are panicked or have a lot of stress. And believe me, not having enough money, that will be stress. I'm sure you've experienced it before. There's no reason to have that kind of stress. Now, maybe you work uh, 3 o'clock till noon, something like that. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're the, the opportunity is going to be better for you because you still got that last half of the afternoon. Understand, the mornings are going to be the busiest time of your broker operation. That's when trucks are getting empty. Uh, they got, uh, they're looking for loads. Shippers, you know, they, they got more loads there, uh, that are coming in that they're trying to find trucks for. Yeah, it, it gets pretty wild. You know, most of, most, of the, most of your income, I would say the bulk of your income as a broker is going to be made between the hours of 7 and noon in that in that ballpark area but there's still money to be made in the afternoon the main thing you're going to be doing in the afternoon is uh customer service 
uh, customer maintenance. What I mean by that is checking in with your customers, following through, working on building those relationships, uh, checking with carriers. Maybe you've got some loads you're trying to get moved. Uh, obviously, you want to uh, work the load board, see if you can find trucks to move those loads. And most of all, you're going to be making sales calls. You've got to make sales calls, especially when you're new. Don't let anybody tell you different. I saw one guy talking about, no, the uh, customer should call you. How are they going to call you if you, they don't know you exist? You, you, see, you see what I'm getting at? So, you, you know, the, if you're doing uh, night work, you know, if you're working second shift, yeah, that's golden for you. If you put your heart into it and you're wanting to get off that, uh, you want to build your own business as a broker, yeah, you've got the mornings and early afternoon free. You, you see what I'm saying? Before you have to go in. That's a possibility. But you got to understand, you can only broker freight when everybody's at the table. And that's usually going to be from 6, 7 o'clock in the morning to 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So keep that in mind. And you got to remember time zones. If you are in California and you got a customer out in uh, North Carolina, well, they're three hours ahead of you. So 6, 6 a.m. in North Carolina, it's 3 a.m. in California. You get the idea? you got to get those time zones down. It's not a difficult thing, and after, you, after you've been in the industry a little bit, it'll fall into place for you pretty quick. But that's that. Now, what about weekends? What about weekends? I always get that. Well, golly, Mike, you know, I'm off on weekends, kind of broker on weekends. Yes, if you've already got a customer and you've already committed to a load, you can move on Saturday. Or if your customer is going to be open on Saturday, going to be behind their desk on Saturday, of course you can. But usually that uh, wraps up around noon. So, you know, if you're thinking about getting into the industry and you're going to be part-time just working Saturdays, it's not going to work. Well, never say never. You're going to have to figure out how to make it work because understand, by noon on Saturday, generally the dispatchers have gone home at the trucking company, the, the shipper, they're gone for the weekend by then. So you've got to have your ducks in a row, you know, have that, that all fixed up. Yes, it's possible. Now, you know, it depends on what you're doing during the week, too. You know, you may have things going on during the week to where your hours are allowing you to do some prospecting to where you can do some things on the weekend. You know, it just it depends on the customer. If the customer is working on the weekend, yeah, you can work. But you've, you're going to have to have that customer before you can work on the weekend. And that requires making your sales calls during the week more times than not. All right, now I know that sounds kind of goofy matter of fact right now i think uh the uh a video dropped or it's going to drop in the next few days an average day in the life of a freight broker that's going to be on youtube you may want to check that out That's part of our series how to become a successful freight broker matter of fact the average day it was uh, part four in our series and it, it ended up being part part or part four part one part one of part four because it turned out being a long <laughs> long video so we had to split it up so that's going to be dropping uh here in the next day or two and uh, the follow-up to that uh, the part two of part four probably be showing up here within seven to ten days i'm sure all right don't forget saturday mornings live stream youtube fbtv video podcast got a question you want answered during the live stream 
FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. We will answer your questions on Saturday morning, Q&A day. All right. This this is biblical. <laughs> and I'm not going to I'm not going to expand on that. Those of, when I when I tell you about this, you'll you'll know. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I say biblical. New Yorkers are collecting $87 bounties for reporting idling trucks per report. A squad of New York City residents are racking up significant payouts for filming and reporting idling trucks. That's according to a report uh, from the New York Times. On the 19th, New York Times report titled 8750 for three minutes inside the hot market of, uh, for videos of idling trucks. Anyway, the uh, report connects readers to a group of approximately 20 New Yorkers who regularly report idling trucks in order to collect a portion of the fine, which, of course, is 8750 This group, they call themselves idling warriors. <laughs> they are responsible for a majority of the anti-idling reports filed in the city. New York City has an anti-idling law. It's been on the books for decades. But over the past several years, a new program has encouraged locals to uh, earn a profit for taking the law into their own hands. Yeah, you get your video camera right here, buddy. The Citizens Air Compliant Program has been in place since 2018 and allows residents to go online to report illegally idling trucks and buses in exchange for cash. Namely, 25% of the $350 fine imposed on a uh, driver. To report an idling truck or bus, residents must submit a video showing the vehicles idling for longer than the legal limit of three minutes. The video must also show the name of the trucking company. The program does not allow for idling complaints to be filed against Cars or passenger vehicles. Go figure. So public transportation. <laughs> Just commercial transportation. Yeah, I see where this is going. According to the Times, the city has paid out 1.1 million bucks in anti-idling bounties. Uh, that's since uh, 2019. 81-year-old New Yorker named Paul, he earned 64000 in 2021 alone through this program. Yeah, we all know. February 2020, Mayor de Blasio raised the profiles of the Citizens Air Complaint Program when he failed a splashy new ad campaign called Billy Never Idols. Featuring rocker Billy Idol designed to declare war on idling trucks in New York City. By golly, they want to eat, but they sure don't. They 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 sure don't sure don't want trucks, do they? <laughs> I don't get it. It is what it is. All right, uh, let's see here. I, I thought this was kind of. Let me find it. Where did it go? Is it right here? Did I just have it? Yeah. MATS Mats is happening this week. Starts tomorrow. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Mid America Trucking Show in Louisville, the biggie. It kicks off tomorrow. I'll be going through the 26th if you're around Louisville. 
hey, stop in. It, it, you'll enjoy it. I've never been to one, but it's the it is the it is the show of all shows. Anyway, FMCSA administration. Uh, why FMCSA going to be uh, at the Mid America Trucking Show to inform truckers about the latest regulations and to answer questions? <clears throat> Woohoo! <laughs> this Matt's 50th anniversary. The event is scheduled, uh, like I said, uh, for tomorrow through the 26th. It's going to be at the K- Kentucky Expo Center in Louisville. It's going to be the first in-person show since 2019 because of the pandemic. They, how do you have a, well, anyway, you know, for the last few years, it's been online, a virtual show. Give me a break. FMCSA going to offer information uh, session at 10 a.m. Friday. That's uh, a couple of days from now in room B, 104. It's going to be an exciting talk about topics like uh, the new entry-level driver training program, human trafficking drug and alcohol regulations, and the crash preventability preventability determination program. Yeah, I can't wait for that to show up on video. You're going to be able to ask questions, too. (laughs) Yeah, if you watch those press conferences with Saki, you know the questions get answered. But anyway. Following the FMCSA presentation, an information session is planned with U.S. DOT and U.S. Department of Labor at 11 a.m. Friday, same room. The joint session is planned to discuss the department's efforts to recruit and retain more drivers to the industry as well as other initiatives. Don't, why is the, you know, I don't know. Trucking companies are the ones that are trying to hire you. Uh, there's a company here in town where I live. They're they're short. They, they need help. I don't see the government. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Your birthday today. Happy birthday to you. You're in pretty. You're in pretty good company. Uh, Marty Allen. He was born on this date back in 1922. Christopher Glenn. I saw that this morning. I got man. It sounds familiar. Remember Saturday mornings in front of the TV between cartoons in the news. In the news. I was looking for a video clip I could have put up here. But they were all pretty bad. Yeah, Christopher Glenn. He was the host of those. And I'm Christopher Glenn, and this has been in the news. Anyway, he's born on this day back in 1938. Louis Anderson. His birthday would have been today. He was born on this day back in 1953. John Panette, born on this day back in 1964. Both hilarious comedians. There is. Uh, Where did it go? Then I thought I had something here. I know I did. Thought I did. Don't see it now. It's something I was going to talk to you about. Well, some big changes going on ESPN. Uh, According to the New York Post, Al Michaels, moving over to Amazon Prime Video, he's going to call the Thursday night game. Joe Buck says his biggest reason for leaving Fox and bolting over to ESPN to join Troy Aikman on Monday Night Football, well, it's where his wife works, too. And there's rumors out there that Aaron 
Anderson or Irwin Anderson going to be the next to leave. <laughs> According to the uh, Nielsen broadcast or Nielsen ratings, whatever broadcast TV slipped in the ratings in total viewership last month, twenty six percent. It went down twenty six percent. Funny, the ratings for this podcast went up twenty six percent. Think. <laughs> Taco Bell is celebrating 60 years this year with a new uniform. I bet the staff is uh, excited about getting those new uniforms. I know where I worked when I was a kid working at, uh, I worked at Hardee's. And you remember back in the day they had those nylon, terrible, uncomfortable, ugliest uniforms you could ever think of. It didn't matter what. It did not matter what restaurant. I actually worked at Hardee's, worked at uh, Arthur Treacher's, Long John Silver's. Uh, it just, it was, uh, they were terrible. I think now they're cotton, but back then, holy smoke, man, they'd melt. Grease, grease splash on it, it would melt. <laughs> oh, here's something for you. I'll leave this with you and we'll answer the impossible question and get out of here. Something else I was wanting to tell you. Oh, never missed a, yeah, I did already. All right. Uh, when we get done here, uh, or next, if you're listening to the podcast, when you get done and uh, you get a chance to be in front of a computer, and, and I think you're going to have a computer to do this. I don't know, an iPad might work, a tablet. But go to Google. Do a search for Gotham City, G-O-T-H-A-M City, you know, like Bath Batman. And, and when the results come up over on the uh, right, there's going to be a little bat signal. Click it. Click it. Pretty neat, especially if you like Batman. Holy, holy Gotham City, Batman. Anything else? I think we are pretty much done. All right. Today's impossible question. 29% uh, of adults use their kids as, as an excuse to buy this drink for themselves. What is that drink? Huh? Chocolate milk. I don't need it. I don't need no stinking kid as an excuse to buy chocolate milk, but I did need my daughter a long time ago to go see 101 Dalmatians at the theater. Took her, but I was there too. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, go have a good Wednesday. Have a great Wednesday unless, of course, you've made other plans. I will uh, see you Saturday morning. Uh, Saturday morning. YouTube, 9 a.m. Central Time. Central Time now. For the FBTV video podcast live stream Saturday morning. Take it easy. <laughs> Thank mm -hmm. you.